Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. We're waiting on Juan Soto to get traded. Think it'll happen tonight? Sounds like the Yankees are real serious. Yeah, it does sound like they're really serious. I don't know, though, man. I don't know. I I thought he was going to be a Cub 24 hours ago, so now I don't know. I mean... Does it really move the needle for you? Soto getting traded? To, no, I mean, like, it doesn't make you want to run and bet Yankees futures. I don't know that they're just a Juan Soto away. No, unless he's going to be able to pitch. No. Or they come need, out of that bullpen. And, and really, listen, I mean, he had an inconsistent year last year anyway. There were moments where you're going, oh, there's the Juan Soto I remember. Yeah. And then there's other times where he's completely non-existent for long stretches of the season. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I really wanted him in Chicago. I would take him. I do think he's going to have him, a, yeah. I think he's gonna have a bounce-back season. I'm a little down on him right now because he cost me 50 bucks because I, <laughs> I bet him to win MVP before the season. But, yeah, I mean, most likely he ends up being a Yankee. We'll see if it happens tonight. I hope something big happens tonight. I'm on Otani watch. Yeah. I know there's no shot that he actually ends up a Cub. You seem to believe But I have to have a little bit of hope. I feel hope. like there's a little bit of hope there still hope. with you. I don't know whether it's misguided hope or what, but like there I seems said, to be something. There was only one time I got the free... Well, twice. John Lester I wanted really, really bad, of course. And uh, Dexter Fowler came back for that second season, yeah. or the season to win the World Series. And then Alfonso Soriano. That was the best moment on mm-hmm. uh, free agency of my life. So what does that tell you about my life as a fan? <laughs> Alfonso Soriano. Who I used to see at the nightclubs every once in a while when I turned 21 in Chicago. I was always just drinking bottles of water. I was well, like, that's this, good. This guy's lame. He's getting ready for an, a good night. I was, pound, I was like good games. Red Bull Vodka number 15. Of course you were. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dan Karpik is the managing editor of BetQL. Jumps on with us. Same time slot every Tuesday. Uh... I tell you this, I am I am big on tonight. Anything Sixers related against a Wizards team that doesn't play any defense, I can imagine you got at least like one <laughs> or two things going on in that game tonight, Dan. Yeah, uh, Joel Embiid, uh, over 32 and a half points. I don't even care that it's 32 and a half. I oh, got wow. it at you got the higher number too, yeah. Same. In two of his last three games versus the Wizards, he had 48 points. So he had 48 points, 34 points, 48 points. Um, so he has absolutely crushed it in that. So I'm going to just go to Embiid. The Wizards have given up the most points to opposing centers, gotten crushed by opposing centers all season long. And uh, I'm going to go right back to the well with Mr. Embiid tonight. I love it. Dan, anything else that you like tonight? We want to talk, obviously, Thursday night football. Well, I don't know that we want to talk about Thursday night football, but I think we're required <laughs> to at least find a couple bets. Any other props that you like tonight? Yeah, Kobe White, he, he's he been really yeah. crushing it lately. I had to do a double take when I saw his box scores. I, I was like, he, this guy's shooting like 10 threes a night. Um, I like his over three and a half made threes. He's been lighting it up lately, going over three and a half made threes in seven of his last eight games. Not only that, I'm looking for volume when it comes to three-point props. He's had 10-plus three-point attempts five different times in that eight-game span. With Levine out tonight, he's going to also get a great matchup against the Hornets. They have the worst defense in terms of defensive rating. So love him tonight. Mike Conley was not a name I expected to ever say in a positive light this season. Over (laughs) six and a half assists versus the Spurs tonight. He's having a solid year very quietly for the Timberwolves here. He's been in a groove lately. He's gone over 6.5 assists six consecutive times 
He's at eight, seven dimes at six best in the NBA in that span on 10.7 potential assists per game. You know, I had to mention potential assists, guys, just yeah, like every week. Those, man. My favorite stat <laughs> in the NBA. Um, the Spurs have also allowed the third most assists to opposing point guards, which is 9.6 per game. So the matchup is a great one here. Also, Nikola Jokic, I'm gonna, I am love his rebounding prop tonight, over 12.5 rebounds. Got this at plus money. He leads the NBA with 12.8 rebounds, 20 rebounding chances per game. That's third most in terms of chances. But he had 16 boards on 28 rebounding chances the last time he squared off against the Clippers this season. And he's recorded 13-plus in seven of his last eight against Avika Zubac, so I like the matchup. I like the price. So I'm going to go with him. And then three others that I just came out with just because of these injuries that have been trickling in. With Bam Adebayo out, I like Orlando Robinson to record a double-double against the Raptors tonight. I got this at plus 440. I like that one. Even if he comes off the bench, I don't know if he was announced in the starting lineup or not. Um, but I love the value there. When he's played over 25 minutes, he's absolutely eaten. Um, so I love him. Derek Jones Jr., finally, this is a guy who's always been one of these skywalkers when it comes to dunking, but now he's finally gotten the opportunity to do basketball things. Like, he 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 even, like, openly admitted, it's been nice because I've been able to shoot. Like, the coaching staff is allowing me to shoot here in Dallas. Uh, Grant Williams is out tonight, so I expect him to get some extra usage. Over 14.5 points plus rebounds, minus 110 at BetMGM. I love that one as well. He had 24 points last game out in just in terms of points um and then Devin Vassell uh he's entering the starting lineup again so no more point Jeremy Sochan that experiment is over for now um Vassell's back in the starting lineup so over 24 and a half points rebounds and assists minus 110 at BetMGM he has a great match well while Conley I like his assists on the other side I'm not going to pretend that Conley's a good defensive player so he's going to get that head-to-head matchup versus Conley as the opposing point guard there. So I really like that play as well. Uh, but a lot to like here on this slate. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. loving it. You've got a, you got quite a few tonight. I decided with the headache that I had today, I was like, I'm not going to do as much tonight because I really don't feel like having it get worse because I did a bad job researching and digging in. And then, uh, you know, some nights, some nights, Dan, you know, they want us to sweat and just be in pain every night on this show. Some nights I just want to put up a big middle <laughs> finger to that and say, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to suffer tonight. It's not going to happen because we already have to suffer tomorrow night. This Thursday night football game, man, like I get it. It's the NFL. Like we're going to watch it and it's going to, it's a thing. And people are like, what are you targeting in this game that you feel, again, not everything's out yet. Like, I like Najee Harris rushing yards and might go a couple of different ways like that with the Steelers. But it's gotten to the point now where, I, I mean, the Patriots could get shut out for a second week in a row, man. The the first thing I actually circled was Bailey Zappi under 0.5 passing touchdowns. That's the first thing I circled. I think the Patriots <laughs> have essentially become Iowa football, but in the NFL right now. Yeah. And like you just mentioned, like I would be more surprised like if the Patriots scored 10 points in this game than I would be if they got shut out. Um, from a player prop perspective, you have to think here, Ramondre Stevenson is out. So just looking at the Patriots side here, 
Like, do you really trust Ezekiel Elliott to do anything on the ground at this point of his career? He showed no explosiveness this season. I don't know why I put myself through a lot of the misery and actually bet some player props on the Patriots this season, so I had to sit there and watch them. Um, but he has shown absolutely nothing on the ground. Um, so he could have, like... 15 20 carries and realistically have like under 40 yards i don't see that as being anything crazy especially because they're just going to keep stacking the box over and over again and just trying to force the patriots to throw the ball um you can see here bailey zappi his his yardage is at 156 and a half like <laughs> that's that, that was pretty much 61 and a half yesterday here. by the way so that's gone down a ton oh since yesterday goodness yeah, and like you look at the the weapons. I mean, Demario Douglas, um, he's out. Not like he was a proven rookie. Um, Devonte Parker, who's washed. De uh, Juju Smith Schuster, who's washed. Hunter Henry, I guess, is the is the guy that if you really want to go to somebody, but I'm not going to go there. And then on the other side of things, you have Mitch Trubisky. You know what happens with Mitch Trubisky. I mean, he's going <laughs> to probably turn the ball over. Bill Belichick is going to definitely force him into some bad situations. I think you mentioned Najee Harris. If Najee Harris sits out, Jalen Warren, I think, becomes the guy who I'm looking at. He has really good efficiency numbers. Um, you know, Bill Belichick knows that he is going to be the threat. So, you know, do we see a lot of stack boxes on the other side? I think this is just going to be one of those gross slug fests. If I do anything in terms of player props here, I'm going to probably bet on in something in the kicking game um, or, or just over <laughs> yes. interceptions or under passing touchdowns. It's going to be disgusting. Um, I, I have a guarantee. I'm going to guarantee it's going to be disgusting to watch. Anything else that you played, side or total, or any player props that you have circled? We do got some good matchups in the NFL. We got Bills-Chiefs, although the Bills are a little down. That's still going to be a big game. Kind of a huge game, actually, for the Bills at 6-6. Six and six. We have Eagles-Cowboys on Sunday night. Anything else that you've played or maybe that you're looking at as far as the prop market or sides or totals in the NFL this week? Oh, I, I love a lot this week. Um, I'm First off, I guess Dak Prescott, over two and a half passing touchdowns here. He's against that Eagles pass defense. That's allowed the second NFL high 2.25 passing touchdowns per game. He went 29 for 44 for 374, three touchdowns, no interceptions in the previous meeting against the Eagles. And he, he gets them at home this time. So absolutely love him. Um, a couple running backs I really like this week that are kind of going under the radar. Kyron Williams. Uh, very quietly has has been mm -hmm. doing a lot here. I mean, maybe not quietly if you have him on your fantasy team, but anytime touchdown plus 115. He's had the fifth most carries in the red zone, which is 37, despite only playing eight games this season. So the guys who are leading the league have four more games played than him. Um, he's had seven touchdowns in the red zone, second in rushing yards within the red zone to Christian McCaffrey. He scored a touchdown in six of eight games this season, and he's gone, uh, he had four touchdowns over the last three weeks, had scored three weeks in a row. Um, so yes, the matchup is tough against the Ravens, but I, I love him this week, and someone I really love and uh, is Gus Edwards this week. And anytime touchdown there, plus 135, two-plus touchdowns, I also love here. He's had 10 red zone carry touchdowns this season, fourth in the NFL. He scored at least one touchdown in five of the last six games. The Ravens are seven-point favorites against the Rams. They're coming off a bye, so he's going to be nice and rested. He's had nine touchdowns in the last six games with multiple touchdowns in three out of the last five. 
So very quietly here, Gus Edwards is becoming someone uh, to re really rely on. I know Lamar Jackson obviously is is a candidate to steal uh, some carries and some touchdowns from him, but I think he's very solid, a very solid play this week. Um, and then some other guys are like Mike Evans, over 76 and a half receiving yards. He ranks second in the NFL in air yards with 1,511, eighth in receiving yards. He had 212 air yards last week. So Baker Mayfield just throwing up the ball to him and seeing if he comes down with it. 162 receiving yards last week. He's also gone over 76 and a half in three of his last five games. And he also has shown that crazy upside. So if you want to take some a stab on some alternate lines, 100 plus, even 110 plus, 120 plus even, and go crazy, he's had games of 143, 162, 171 this season as well. And I another guy that I love, Cooper Cup. Uh, the... The Rams have targeted wide receivers on 71.1% of passes this season. That's the highest percentage of targets to wideouts. You have injuries for Puka. You have injuries for Tyler Higby. So maybe this is the week. I don't know. Cooper's looked pretty iffy uh, this season and lately, but this could be the week. But I, I have to mention my call of the week. And I know you guys care about me, and I, you, you might not be on board with this one. But Kyle Pitts... Over 34 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to oh, ladder him, ladder those receiving yards all the way up to 90 plus this week. Damn. And here's like why. It. So the Falcons throw to tight ends 35% of the time, which is the highest rate in the NFL. Obviously, with Johnny Smith there, he's stolen some of the love and some of the targets. But Pitts has gone over 34 and a half receiving yards in six of his last eight games. Last week against the Jets, Five catches on eight targets, 51 yards, all of which led his team. This is what we want to see out of him. Buccaneer, the Buccaneers have allowed 57.4 yards per game to opposing tight ends. That's sixth most. And earlier this season, he had 47 yards on five targets, three catches against the Buccaneers. In his previous two meetings against them, 73 and 48 yards. And he's shown that upside. He's going to flash it again this week, guys, I have the feeling. Seven catches on 11 targets for 87 yards versus the Texans earlier this season. Desmond Ritter is going to look his way, and he's going to win all that. He's going to climb all the way to the top of that ladder this week, guys. I expect you to apologize next week on the show if that's way off, by the way, Dan. I just I want to point that out. Uh, yeah, got about yeah. a, a minute or so here. I, I apologize if you mentioned him. I don't think you have because you've obviously given us a lot of great stuff to look at already. But Justin Fields, not just against the Lions this weekend, but the rest of the year. It kind of feels like to me, again, we got about a minute or so left here. feels like somebody that we should target just because he's kind of playing for his job a little bit in Chicago, right? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think... Uh, particularly his rushing upside. Um, he probably, in order for him to prove that he's a starter in the NFL, he's going to have to show other teams. Because right now, I think it's pretty obvious that the Bears are going to move on from him. So this is really a tryout for other teams, right? So he's going to have to show that he has that versatility, that he has the legs to make things happen as well in the running game. We saw this happen at the end of last season where all of a sudden he decided, okay, I'm going to pull the ball and I'm going to make things happen with my legs. And he went off towards the end of last season. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see something very similar here where, you know, he's not going to prove anything with his arm at this point. And if he wants to remain a starter in the NFL, maybe somewhere else next season, he's going to have to show that he has that multidimensional ability like a Lamar Jackson. So I'm right there with you, Nick. I, I think that's a great call. I don't think there's 
we've seen how many quarterbacks in the history of the NFL where a coach thinks they can get more out of them yeah. than what you previously had from a coach. There's, Justin Fields will be a starter somewhere next year in the NFL. Where that is, DC. we still don't know. Nope, nope, not D.C. because it's uh, <laughs> Sam Howell all the way through. Dan Carpick, BetQL, BetQL.com. Appreciate you coming on as always, buddy. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a Justin Fields in Atlanta. I still hold on yeah, to that dream. That. that would be fun. Give it's BetMGM tonight.